Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Redwall Marketing. Business and marketing strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, J.R. Griggs. Hey everyone, it's JR here with Redwall Marketing and you are listening to the Top of the Wall podcast. Today we're going to look at SEO basics, if you will, for local businesses. So SEO 101 or SEO basics, whatever you want to, you know, give whatever name you want to give that. Um, and, and this will really apply for any business, but we're going to get a little further into local businesses. So we'll start with some basics that anybody can use regardless of your business and then we'll move into some local um, you know, tactics and tricks that'll work, uh, you know, for businesses that actually have a local presence, meaning that you're, uh, you know, you're a retail shop and you rely on local walk-in traffic. So, uh, the, uh, first thing we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about what SEO is, cause this is a confusing, uh, thing for many. It's, it's catching on more where a lot of business owners know what it is and they know they need it. Um, but the, overall concept is often not as easily understood. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. Now the idea is, is that uh, there are search engines out there, of course, you you uh, have probably used one daily, um, but there's obviously Bing and Google and, and Yahoo, and then there's a bunch of other ones. There's uh, DuckDuckGo is a new one that's out there that's big on privacy and not saving your information and all that. But the search engines are crawling with, you know, that's the term you would use with a uh, computer system and an algorithm that goes out and it searches websites. And then it uses criteria from those websites and other factors to rank the website for particular keywords. So a keyword is anything that somebody would search. So somebody searches a keyword like, uh, you know, how to uh, unclog a toilet. That's a keyword phrase that somebody's searching because it has more than one word. If somebody was searching toilets or plungers, those would be just a single keyword. Then you have keyword phrases. You have long tail keywords, they'll call it, which are you know extremely uh, detailed keywords, more like a sentence. So it might be you know how to set up a Panasonic. 522 stereo. That's a very long tail keyword. It's exact. And uh, whereas like auto repair is a short phrase, um, you know, 1999 Chevy Malibu transmission repair is a, is a long phrase. Those are a little bit easier to rank for because they're not going to be as popular. So if you've got uh, an exact article on repairing the transmission of a 99 Chevy Malibu, you are going to have a very good chance at being at the top of the search engine because you are addressing a long tail keyword. Okay, so those are the different um, you know levels of keywords that somebody's going to search on Google. So obviously, as a business, it is in your best interest to do whatever you can to be at the top of the search when somebody is searching for your particular keyword. So if you do auto repair in Chicago. Miami, New York, whatever, it is in your best interest to be at the top when somebody searches those keywords, right? Somebody searches for auto repair, transmission repair, brake repair, whatever you offer, 
uh, you, you know, you want Google or whatever other search engine to put you at the top because the top listings are the ones that get the, the clicks. The last time I did a little bit of research on this, it was estimated that the top five results get about 80% of the clicks. So the top five results on Google are getting about 80%. The bottom uh, of the page is really sharing results with the rest of the other pages. But uh, if you're on page one, it's safe to say you've got an 80% chance of, of, of being at least seen. But the top 5% are what's getting the clicks. They're the ones that are getting um, you know, the, the eyeballs. It, uh, and, and pay attention to when you search, you know, go, you know, when you're searching for something you actually want, what are you clicking first? You're probably clicking the first few links that, that look like they match the criteria, but, uh, rarely are you going to be going necessarily to the bottom of the page or page two, unless you really can't find what you're looking for. If the top three to five answers have what, or results have the answer for you, you're going to pick one of those generally. So pay attention to how you search that. So, um, when we do search engine optimization, what you're what you're doing is optimizing your website and other criteria that are known to be factors in ranking a website. You're optimizing those to give you the best chance at getting to the top. And I say chance because there's no guarantees with search engine optimization. You can follow all the rules and do all the best things, and you're not guaranteed to be number one. That's still up to the search engines to decide that. It's still up to other factors. And you can't control what your competition's doing. You can't control how Google or Bing or Yahoo sees your competition. And uh, so that's one thing to watch out for if you're hiring a company that does SEO, uh, anybody that guarantees you top placement is to be avoided because you cannot guarantee top placement. So the fact that they're willing to say they guarantee it means that they're really, they're more about the sale than actual results because an honest SEO company will let you know that there's no guarantees. There's no way to guarantee top placement. None at all. Um, even if you work for Google, I don't think you could, you could guarantee that. So we'll get past that. So what we're going to look at right now is the basics of how SEO works. So we discussed the keywords, short, or what a keyword is, and then we, we discussed a short phrase and a long phrase. So remember, the longer the phrase, the easier it is to rank. However, the less traffic it's going to generate. So a short phrase like auto repair or toilets or anything short like that is going to have the most competition. That long phrase of 99 Chevy Malibu transmission repair is going to have the least amount of competition, obviously because it filters down to the least amount of people. You're dealing with somebody that owns a Chevy Malibu. It has to be a 99 or that body style, and then you're dealing with somebody that has a bad transmission. So you you really shrink down the audience. So that's worth keeping in mind too. Uh, it can be beneficial to shrink down the audience, but you need to pay attention to how many people are actually looking for that. But... Having the keywords in mind, step one with optimizing for you know local search engine optimization or any business is understanding not necessarily what you do, but what your customer needs, okay? So your, your customer's needs are going to be what they search. So if you're a pet store, sure, your customers could be searching pet store, but they could also be searching um, organic pet food or pet food or dog food or dog toys, cat toys, kitty, kitty litter, 
cat scratching posts, they could be searching for the products you sell, right? If you're an auto repair, auto repair is obviously a keyword that they could use. They could use auto shop or, you know, different things like that. But if you do transmission repair, transmission repair needs to be one of your keywords. Fixed transmission, things like that are going to be what your market's searching when they have that problem. We tend to search uh, based on our problems, like refrigerator refrigerator repair. Many people may not jump right to appliance repair, okay? So making sure that you're optimized for refrigerators and ovens and all the individual appliances is smart as well because you got to put your, your mind, your, you know, you got to put yourself in the shoes of your customer. What would they be searching? What do you search when you have an issue you're looking for? So step one is identify the proper keywords that your market is searching. Again, not what you think you do. This is very important. What your market searches, what your customers search. If there's a if there's a technical f- uh, phrase for what you do, but your customers don't know that, you need to go with what they do. Okay, you need to use the terms that they're going to use because they're going to speak in a in a different way about your business. So I often advise clients if you hear customers refer to what you do or what you sell in a different uh, vocabulary, pay attention to that and use those use those words on your website because that's going to help. So maybe they call something by the wrong name, but it's very common. It's a common misconception. Well, it'd be smart to, to make sure you use that. Make sure you're, um, you know, you're covering those terms, okay? So step one, again, identify your keywords. Step two is make sure that your website is talking about those keywords. So in your site, under services, you want to make sure that you mention, or under products, make sure that you mention the most popular products that people are going to search for. So if you're an appliance repairman and you want to cover a refrigerator, make sure that's listed in your services. Clearly, have a page dedicated to it, even better, where you're talking simply about refrigerator repair and not cookie cutter, boring content. It needs to be about 300 words or more of content. It needs to be valuable to the customer and it needs to address the concern. You can easily write up 300 words of content on refrigerator repair. If that's what you do, you should have no problem. You could throw in some free tips on how to clean your fridge. Uh, common issues. Have some great tips for common issues that people face with their fridge. Um, you know, uh, on how to maybe save energy or store things better. This is great. This is what Google loves, and it's what your customers love because when they find your site and it's educational, they're going to remember that. And Google loves the, your site's educational because that's what they want to put up top. They want to put the sites that customers are going to love most. Okay, so keep that as your focus. Get your keywords, write things about those keywords, make sure those keywords are on your site somewhere and in a good way. A lot of content, okay? Educational. Don't just have a page about refrigerators to have it. Educate the customer, answer questions, have a frequently asked questions section, and make it easy for them to call, email, visit, whatever you want them to do if they feel that you are the solution and uh, they want to go ahead and take the next step. Make sure the step is clearly identified. So identify your keywords, 
Make sure your website talks about them. Very important. Do not let your website be just some informational piece that talks about the business and assume that because you do appliance repair, Google and all your customers are automatically going to know that you're the best and they're going to put you at the top and they're going to make sure that um, everybody finds you first. That's just not how it works. So your site needs to be built out properly, educational, lots of content about what you do. Okay, so that's the, the main foundation here. Those are the those two things are foundational for SEO. Know the keywords that your customers searching. Have content that deals with those keywords that your customers are searching. All right, um, and not again smart individual pages, not stuffed all into one page. Don't don't uh, uh, do what they used to do back in the day, where where you just throw a bunch of keywords on the page in a row. You know, down at the bottom, we do apply, we do appliances, refrigerators, ovens, and have all these, you know, uh, different keywords and, and all that. So um, that just doesn't work anymore. It's frowned upon. If Google sees it, they would label that as keyword stuffing and penalize your page, and then you're just, you know, you're you're going backwards at that point. So the second thing you need to be aware of is if you're a local business. Now this applies specifically to local. Your location. If you are in Chicago. Chicago needs to be mentioned throughout the site. It, your address should be on every page of the site. I like to put the address in the footer because that makes sure that it's on every page. The contact page, make sure your address is clearly on there. Maybe a map of where you are, a, list, a link to your local listings. Make sure that Google understands that you're local and that your customer instantly knows that you're local. Right away, soon, in fact, this is more of a conversion element, but right away... Uh, Within the first second of visiting your site, it should be clear that you're a Chicago uh, plumber. Okay, that should be very clear, so that when the visitor or you know customer visits, they know okay, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And the longer they stay on the site, by the way, Google tends to use that as uh, a ranking indicator. So when people find your site, they spend time on it, they go through it. Google looks at that and says, "Wow, these guys are you know doing a good job. Whatever it is, customers seem to like it. Let's put them a little higher." So that's an important factor to keep in mind. So make sure that the phone number is also very visible, especially if it's a local number. Again, if you've got a local area code, that local area code is going to help trigger local searches. So those are two important factors there. Keep uh, as much as you can about the local area on the site. Do not stuff the site with every little city or zip code or location that just doesn't work anymore. That's a It's an old... Uh, what you might call black hat tactic, where Google frowns upon it, customers frown upon it. They see it; it looks cheesy. They visit; they go; they go to your competition. So just don't don't stuff your site with every little zip code you serve or city you serve or area. Make sure they're mentioned. Nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, you know, uh, for instance, here in Tampa, you got Tampa and St. Pete is a big area, and there's a couple other major areas. Brandon is a big city over here. Nothing wrong with mentioning that we service all of Tampa Bay, St. Pete, the Brandon areas, um, you know, things like that. List maybe the counties. Do it in a smart, easy-to-read way, though. Um, you know, if you stuff that with every little city, customers aren't going to find that to be very appealing. And it, it's a tactic that used to work it just doesn't work well anymore so got your keywords you've got content on your site that speaks about your keywords and now you need to make sure that if you're local you add in your local signals you add in your address and your phone number okay so those are your big things on site now this becomes more behind the scenes on site 
This is more, you may not know how to do this. If you're using WordPress, it's, it's easy. There's plugins that'll help you do this. Um, you know, your web designer, if you have one, can do this for you. Or if you're using an SEO company, they're going to do this. A good one is anyway. But there are a few other factors that Google uses and, and all search engines use to find out what your site's about, okay? The, the first one is the title of the website. Now, this doesn't mean the domain name, uh, which is important, by the way. The domain name is very important. Uh, we'll get into a little bit about that soon. But, um, you know, do, don't worry if your company name is your domain. That's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a title tag. This is hidden in the, um, in, the, in the source code of a website. If you go to any website right now uh, and, you, and you hover over the tab of that site in your browser, you'll notice usually a little pop-up comes up and it says um, something. It says like a sentence of, of information. That's the title of the site. So a common mistake I find out there is, is I'll go to a website and the title for the home page is home or the contact page is contact. This is bad because Google's really giving a lot of weight to that title tag. So you have about 70 characters that you can put in there that Google's reading. So you want to use all 70 characters. So for instance, if you're an auto repair center in Dallas and you specialize in transmissions, um, you could easily put up there, you know, John's Auto Repair located in Dallas specializing in transmissions. If that's 70 characters, you've got a nice title tag for your site at that point, for the, at least the homepage, that covers the name of your company, the city you're in, that you do auto repair, and that you do transmissions. Now, what you don't want to do is, is stuff that with Dallas Auto Repair, Dallas Transmission Repair, Repair Transmissions in Dallas, Repair Autos in Dallas. That just looks really bad, and again... Uh, it just it's not appealing to customers, and if Google ever manually looked at that or even scanned and noticed repetitive keywords, they can flag that as being repetitive and being a problem. So you want to keep that as a, a description, something easy, something that would be a title. You know, Joe's Auto Repair, located in Dallas, Texas, specializing in transmissions, is a decent title. That's a it's a nice phrase. It makes sense. It's something you could expect to see, and that will get you the same ranking results that as if you tried to stuff the keywords in there. Uh, each page should have a different title. Each page. Don't use the same title tag for every page. You're wasting time, space and time right there. If uh, you know your home page has that, your services page could be auto repair services. Um, you know, you know Joe, Joe's Auto Repair located in Dallas, Texas, Auto Repair Services or something along those lines. Just change up the title tag. So now you've got Auto Repair Services in there. If I'm on the transmission page, the title tag could be Transmission Repair in Dallas, Texas. You know, that now specifically you're mentioning Transmission Repair on that. If it's Brake, brake Replacement, Brake Repair, those could be in the title tag on those pages. The contact page could have the phone number and address or location in it. Contact us at our Dallas, Texas location. Things, you know, you can fit things in there in each page and this is why content's so great because the more pages you have, the more opportunity you have to put some keywords in there and use these title tags and use content. The second place in the source code that you're going to want to pay attention to is the description. This again describes the page. Now, if you do a search on Google, search auto repair in Texas or Chicago, whatever, you're going to notice uh, 
that the results have a title, like right up top in bold, there's a title, and you're going to notice below it in not blue, the, the blue is the title, and in, in, in regular black font, you're going to see a description right underneath that. Those are the title and description. That's where that information is coming from. This is the other reason you don't want to stuff the title and description with a bunch of garbage. You want to make it make sense. If I search for auto repair in Los Angeles and the title tag is auto repair center located in Los Angeles, I'm very likely to click that. The, the statistics show that if the keywords that I search are shown as the title of the page I'm looking at, I'm more likely to click it. Also, you're going to notice that Google puts in bold the title and description. Any of the keywords that match what I searched are going to be in bold. So this is another key reason to make sure that you're using the title and description tag on your site and that you're mentioning the keywords that that page uh, you know, speaks about or is geared towards because it'll show up bold in the search engine. So very, very important to pay attention to those two areas in the source code. So behind the scenes of your site, pay attention to those two areas. Um, and again, the description, you have about 150 characters. So the description, you want not only a very nice description and not only for it to have keywords, but this is a selling point. This is where people are reading before deciding to click. So you want to make sure that you speak to the customer in the description with a sales, uh, with sales in mind. So, you know, um, if you have a money back guarantee, that's a good place to mention in the description. Even though you're trying to target auto repair or plumbing or whatever service you're doing, or if you're online and you're just, you know, whatever, whatever you're selling, but you've got a strong guarantee, it's a good place to mention it. The reason is because that could cause the that could be the difference between somebody clicking yours and, and somebody else's. Even if you're below the first ranking or maybe you're down at number five, that could be the big difference between getting that click is, you know, money back guarantee on transmission repair in Dallas, Texas. That could be huge when somebody's looking for uh, you know, transmission repair and is concerned about warranties and everything else like that. So pay attention to that description, get your keywords in there. But again, it should be written well, should be sales copy, uh, something that entices people to click the link because that's the only time they're really going to see the description is when they do a search. They're not going to see it on your website. Again, this is hidden code. It's in behind the scenes. So pay attention to that description. The third area that, that used to be used really highly is keywords in the uh, source code. Um, most of the search engines are ignoring that now. So it's kind of hit or miss. You can use it if you want. And that's a place where you would go ahead and just put the different keywords in there with commas. But again, be smart about it. Um, but in, in many cases, uh, most SEO companies aren't even using them anymore because uh, it's just not helping anything. It's not really effective anymore, and so it's just one less thing that you have to worry about doing. So you want to deal with those top two issues, though, the title, the description. And I'll tell you right now, if you can get the title tag done right, 70 characters, relevant, keyword-oriented, and get a description, relevant, 150 characters, with conversion in mind, sales copy in mind, and you have content on your site about all the different keywords you're doing, I'm going to tell you right now, you are above the majority of your competition. You are going to be better off than the majority of your competition that's not paying attention to those things or that's keyword stuffing or doing other things. Those three things right there, those three basics 
are pretty strong. Actually, it's four if you count research and keywords. Get research and keywords, making sure you got content, using your title tag, using your description. Pay attention to those four, and uh, you've got a pretty good shot at uh, at ranking well and getting some traffic, uh, especially local. Especially local. Local's a lot easier to rank for. The fifth area on site that you could really pay attention to uh, without, again, we're, we're sticking with basics here, is your alt tags, which basically is anytime you add an image to your page or your site, you have an alt tag that you can use. And what an alt tag is, is it's a description of the image. Oftentimes when you hover over it, you can see this. Sometimes it's a title tag on an image, but you want to be using the alt tag. And and how you do that is if I'm on the transmission repair page and I put a picture of a car getting a transmission fixed, I can use an alt tag of transmission repair, you know, or transmission Dallas transmission repair. I can use an alt tag that describes the photo. What you don't want to do is load a bunch of photos that aren't relevant to the page and then try to stuff the alt tag with keywords. That's another tactic that unfortunately companies were doing, and um, it's not smart. It'll get you uh, it'll get you into more trouble than it's worth. So the alt tag. There's, those are your top five on-site optimization. Keywords, content, title tag, description, alt tag. If there's a sixth, it would be just basic making sure you're using a sitemap. It's very good to have a sitemap on your site um, that lists all links, and Google can use that to help crawl and make sure that it's accurately getting through your site. Google does pretty good without it, but it is a good idea to have a sitemap on your site. So that's your on-site stuff. If you can stick with that, especially local, you got a very good chance at ranking well. Now, when we look at off-site, this is things away from your site. One of the big factors that Google's using right now at all search engines is backlinks. They look to see how many links are linking back to your website. There's debate about how long this is going to last and whether or not backlinks are as important anymore. They're still very, very, very important and well worth paying attention to. Uh, but basically think of a backlink as a vote. Okay, so Google brings you up to the front of the stage in an arena and says, who knows this guy? Who knows this lady? Who knows this, this uh, product? And they're looking to see who raises their hand. And every hand raised is a vote. It's a vote of assurance that you're a decent person, decent product, decent service. And Google's going to categorize you based on that. So that's where the way the backlinks work. They go out and they look how many sites are linking to them. But there's another factor to that because after a while, people started just going out and getting a bunch of backlinks. So uh, it's kind of like if uh, you went out and found some scrupulous people that would do anything for a dollar and you fill them in the stadium and you've got people that are – you know, criminal records, homeless people, whatever. You just found whoever you could. You stuffed them in a stadium and said, hey, I'll give you a dollar if you raise your hand when Google asks this question. That's what people were doing, going out and buying backlinks and getting cheap backlinks and putting robots in the crowd to raise their hand uh, to make it look like a backlink when it really wasn't. Well, Google started figuring that out, right? So Google started now not only asking who knows you, but every hand that's raised, they investigate that person. Is this a real person? Is it a real vote? Uh, who else are they voting for? Who's voting for them? What kind of job do they have? What's their status in life? How good of a person are they? Do they have a criminal record? Is there anything we should be worried about? Are they healthy? Google is now investigating the links that you get. So just getting any link doesn't, doesn't cut it, right? 
Also, you could say this, Google's looking at these people and thinking, well, hey, this is the only plumbing site this guy's ever voted for. This guy doesn't know anything about plumbing. He has nothing to do with plumbing. He's never talked about plumbing in his life. Why should we trust this vote? Google's getting way more strict on what they trust as a vote of confidence about your website. So you need relevant stuff. Press releases to the news, local media about events that you're doing. Find ways for people to talk about you where they're naturally going to link to you. Write articles about what you do. Get out there and, and, and not just junk articles on junk article sites. Real serious trade site. Go to find a plumbing trade site and start contributing tips and advice that's going to get posted in their, uh, their, their online site that's going to link back to you. Find ways to get relevant info. Backlinks is a whole other conversation, so I can't go too much into that, but don't cheat the system. Don't use robots. Don't hire anybody that promises you tons of backlinks for cheap amount of money because what they're doing is they're, they're, they're using bots or out there just giving you garbage links. Backlinking should be done, slow process, legitimate, good, informative information that can be put out there on the internet to help customers. And then if it links back to you, Google counts that. And now you're just help, you're doing exactly what Google wants. You're educating, creating content, and getting credit for it. That's perfectly fine. Make sure you're using also social media, Facebook, Twitter. Those are all backlinks right there. And uh, very important to have. So post the articles and news and things you're doing on social media. Again, more backlinks, more social sharing, raising awareness about your company. So the off-site part there um, could be a whole other lesson. Can't get too far into that. There's so many tactics and things that change over time. But the idea is you want your site to be promoted. So get out there and promote it. Get out there and get into the directories, website directories that are out there. Uh, find ways to, to, to get involved with the media, local events, write up trade articles, things that are going to cause people to link back to you. Now, one big area, if you are a local business, is using the local map area of Google. Now, this used to be called Google Maps, then it was called Google Places, it's called local, local Google Plus, now I think it's called Google My Business. They change the name every other year or so, uh, and uh, so nobody knows what it's called anymore. Uh, just call, keep calling it Google Maps, that makes the most sense. What this is, is you get a listing on Google, if you're a local business, in the map section. So if you were to search for pizza, auto repair, plumber, whatever, take, take a look online, you're going to notice that when you search, you're going to see maps. Well, those maps are only going to show up for local searches. Only when there's a local business that's relevant to the search will that map show up. So if you have customers coming to you at your business, you need to be in that map. Because that map, if you notice, often dominates the page. At times, it's more than half the page when somebody searches. Because you've got the big map on the right, and then you've got the map listings taking up space often at the top. So use that, that to your advantage. Get your business listed in Google Maps. Okay? And again, follow the same principles. Identify the proper keywords. Make sure you're in the proper categories. Write a nice description, not a, not a spam description, a nice one about your business that includes those keywords in the area you're in. List the services you, you uh, serve. Put lots of photos of your business, about your business, happy customers. Uh, fill it out completely. Your hours of operation. Do you take credit cards? Put in your phone number and address. Put everything in there, Right? Make sure it's uh, uh, geared towards the customer. It's helpful information. 
And then you want to go out and you want to do the same thing in all the other directories that are out there. Bing and Yahoo, Yelp, Foursquare, Merchant Circle, Yellow Pages. All of them have directories. The biggest key, however, here is put the same information in all the directories. Same exact phone number. Do not change the phone number. Same exact address. And I mean down to even how you spell street. If you're going to abbreviate it with ST, make sure you abbreviate it in those directories because that is what Google's using as a signal to identify that these other directories are the same business. They're looking for the same phone number and address. So do everything the same, exactly the same. No deviation. Don't take a risk on anything. Don't use dashes in one and no dashes in the other. Just make it the same. It just makes sense, okay? It just works. So if you're local, get in that map, fill it out as best as you can, everything you can put in there, every option you can check, and then do the same for all the directories out there. Okay, and I would even link to that Google map from your website if you can. It's just even better and people can find your business with directions that way by clicking on it on their mobile phone. The second thing you want to do with that map listing is get reviews. Reviews are huge these days, not only for ranking, but for conversion. People go and you're one of five businesses, but you've got 20 reviews and the others barely have any. Guess where they're clicking? Also with Google, you'll notice some of the some of the listings have stars lit up in the reviews, some don't. It's a minimum of five reviews to get that up. At least currently, last time I checked, it was a minimum of five reviews to get that to light up. So if you have five reviews, you're going to have stars lit up, gold stars lit up where nobody else is. So funnel your happy customers into those places, Google, Yelp. Insider Pages, Yellow Page, they all have review systems. Bing, Bing, I believe, is now using Yelp. I know Yahoo's using Yelp. Bing may no longer take reviews. I think they pull it. But get your customers going to those places to leave reviews. And Google will pull reviews from some of those other places. They can't pull them from Yelp anymore, but they will pull them from Merchant Circle and other places. So get your customers leaving reviews when they're happy. That's another uh, big thing with the map. If you can... Do these basics. Get your website optimized with the, just the top five. Just focus on that top five. Even the first four I mentioned, you're going to have a very good chance if you're a local business of ranking really well. Okay. If you're not a local business, it all still applies. However, your competition is going to be a little bit more fierce, right? I mean, unless you're in a very, very limited industry, your comp- there's just going to be more competition, right? You can only have so many pizza places in a certain radius of where somebody's searching. Uh, but if you're you know, selling pizza door-to-door over the internet or pizza products or something that's in a highly competitive area, you're gonna have a very difficult time, okay? There's gonna be a lot more involved. It's a way, way more you know, uh, involved, but we're not dealing with that. We're dealing with the basics here. Basic SEO, basic 101 stuff for local businesses. Hit those top four or five on your website. Get in the maps the local maps, and get reviews. Fill it out, keep it all the same, get reviews. You do those things, and you've got a very, very good shot at ranking well uh, against your competition. And again, it always depends on the industry. There's some industries that are just way more competitive than others, even at local level, and that's going to take more work. There's going to be more involved. You're going to have to do more. And that may be where you decide, hey, after getting all these basics done, you need uh, either a company to come in and do that work for you, or uh, you know, to consult you on what to do next. Um, you know, if you go to redwallmarketing.com, you'll find that we offer on a limited basis, uh, depending on the industry, 
uh, services and consulting. So there's services we can do for you. Again, we're not going to be, you know, we're not one of those companies that goes out and does a bunch of, um, you know, bot type backlinking. So that's why I say it's a select type of service. It's very limited on uh, the businesses we will work with depending on the industry, depending on the competition and what's involved. Um, also, we offer consulting. So we may consult you on it. You may say, hey, look, what should we do next? And we'll give you some action steps to do with your uh, business. So those are at this present time still available uh, through the company and you can uh, use our services for um, again local or national. But if you're not at that stage yet where where having these things is worth it for you or, or paying somebody to do this, stick to the basics we just went over. You can call it the poor man's SEO if you want. Um, stick to those basics. Know the keywords. Get content on your site, use a title tag, use a description, use an alt tag if you can figure that out, and then get in the maps. Do those things, and you have a very good chance on your own. If that doesn't work, if that's not sufficient enough or you don't know what you're doing with it, that's when you can involve an, a, a company um, like Redwall Marketing or anybody else that's really good that you trust to do this work for you. That's when you can uh, you can do that, and uh, it may make sense if the returns there. If, if if you can bring in enough traffic to afford the cost of the consulting or the cost of the uh, the work, it's going to be a, a a good investment for you. But again, if you're in the bootstrap mode, things are tight. You need to kind of watch the, the the marketing budget, and you're not sure what the results are going to be. Start with this uh, podcast. This this will get you the basics done, and this will help you. Um, you know, accomplish that for your, you know, your rankings locally. So hopefully that helps you out and you can apply these things. Uh, let us know how it does work for you. You can always email us at redwallmarketing.com, uh, ask us questions or email us any success stories you have about how this worked for you and your business. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode and helping you grow your business even more. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.